movie podcast and uh, fantasy was talking to this horror director who had been an actor in a uh, sort of comedy sitcom for like his teens and early 20s. And and that's what turned him into wanting to see people's heads being ripped off. <laughs> and well, no, they were talking about directing and he's like, you know, like, did you learn, did you learn sort of what to do and what not to do when you are uh, an actor? And he's like, yeah, yeah, it's really simple. What you don't do is go, now what I'd like you to do is imagine how Billy feels in this moment. And, you know, he, he's like, no, no, actors like directions like, do that louder, do that softer, yeah. do it faster, do it slower, uh, improvise here, don't improvise here. And he's like, really clear, simple directions about how to do your fucking job and not about all the feelings. And he's like- yeah. Actors, because the director has it in their fucking head what they want, and you d- yeah. you don't you can't leave it up to them to kind of figure out you know happened like let's see if you emote in the way that I'm hoping you will. Yeah, so uh, I d- I d- and like I actually thought that was a, a really good um, you know co- coaching thing. Like just be clear and simple, and um, you, you know d- d- c- cut the bullshit essentially. Yeah, uh, you yeah. know that doesn't mean yelling at people. That just means. You know, don't try and sugarcoat everything. Yeah, and you don't have to give a whole lot of you – don't, don't give people more information than they can process. Yeah. Anyway. Which is why our podcasts are only half an hour now. Should we talk about some tunes? <laughs> That's right. We've learned. It's taken us a long time, but we've learned. It's only taken us uh, 321 years or episodes. Ah, uh, dude. Shouts to Cinephobe. So uh, – Tripping Balls, episode 321, weirdly enough. Let, let, let's start with let's start with Westgate under fire. Start with Dovra, the Joker album, um, straight out of nineteen ninety five. It was this this album just felt like an amazing, just a time warp, didn't it? It felt so much like something straight out of the mid nineties. I, I and I, fe- I found this really hard to access. I, I struggled to listen to this before, and I, and I cannot. I can't, I can't square the circle. I, I don't know why, because there's nothing wrong with it musically. Well, I kept, I kept finding bits. I was like, oh, wow, this is like... It, 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 it really just felt to me as though, like, they just picked up... Oh, like, I don't know what their 90s stuff sounds like. But this felt so much like Public Enemy, Cypress Hill, Rage Against the Machine, Body Count, um, but just with a Welsh accent. Yeah, that's true. And, but but specifically, nineteen ninety three to ninety five kind of stuff, just a straight straight time warp. Yeah, oh, look, oh, I feel really bad about this because we've had two weeks to listen to this album, and I've struggled with it for two weeks where I just can't. The, uh, look, the listeners don't know that because the last episode just dropped. Although oh, no, we might end up, uh, our schedule's a bit fucked up in the moment. Uh. You know, I actually found the other two albums a lot easier to un- like to sort of understand and get my head around. This was this just fucked my brain. <laughs> I can't work it out. I, I don't know whether it was because it was so period PC, but but also do, they jump they jump from bit to like there's there's bits in here that, that because they whenever they're fusing metal, punk, and hip hop, every one of their songs has a different element. Like Black Man, which is the song they open with. Just feels like so. It almost feels like Prophets of Rage because it has that kind of Cypress Hill flow, 
but the sound of like a Rage Against the Machine. So it, it almost feels like you know something to be real out front of the the back end of uh, Rage Against the Machine doing Prophets of Rage stuff. But there's other tracks on it that, that kind of much, feel much more punk, and there's some of the metal tracks, the darts sort of the darker metal stuff, almost feels like fucking Ozzy Osbourne or something like that. Tracks like Coffin Lid or, or um, um, I'm trying to think of the other one that was like that. Uh, but yeah, some of the tracks in the middle were, were quite a lot like that. But um, and Get Back Up is, could have been off that fucking that Loud Reef album that we did this year. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, I, I put this in my long list for stuff to listen to again, yeah. you know, for, that, for the top five because, like, yeah. I, I just don't. I don't know whether I liked it or didn't like it. I, I just can't. I can't figure it out. I think I liked it. I, th- I think I was impressed by it because I'd not. I'd not heard anything of like pretty much anything of these guys. But I was impressed by the different the layers of what they were doing because it wasn't just a straight kind of early new metal thrash. There was all kinds of elements to it. There was the there was the kind of the Caribbean experience. There was the, the just the fact that all this stuff was coming out of fucking Wales. Like they were spitting these these rhymes with a Welsh accent. It was so bizarre. I mean, apart from Goldie looking chain, name a Welsh hip hop act. Yeah, I think this yeah. is even though I don't didn't really know these guys as, as in their original thing. I think this this is well up the nineties um, Brit legacy act album of the year uh, totem pole. I think. Mm-hmm. Now the next album, this is where um, my. Historical context uh, starts to sort of shift around a bit. So the, the schiz- schizophonics, schiz- the schizophonics, <laughs> yes, hoof it, um, coming straight out the blocks with some kind of it's somewhere between surf rockabilly and just straight old fashioned um, nineteen seventy MC five Detroit rock and roll, which was sort of the the, the, the beginning the beginnings yeah, okay. of. Um, the beginnings of what turned into punk rock. So the, the MC5 and the Stooges were both from Detroit and both sort of came up at the same period. Um, but you know, this you might probably get a little bit of um, raw power kind of elements of this, but this is much more MC5, who, who felt more like a, uh, a 60s rock and roll band in the, the way that they sounded. And this is, um, this is very strong MC5 areas. Yeah, so th- that's, that's what I sort of had settled on, was late 60s starting it to go into 70s rock and roll sort of vibes yeah Be- because there's garage punk they sometimes call it because call it, it's the very early days of punk rock but, but there's, there's songs in here that sound like like if a louder band tried to play Beatles songs was the only yeah, way yeah, I yeah. could sort of I mean, you know, the, the, I could put it what was, what was that that line uh, from that Tism song Paul McCartney once said the Sex Pistols were just another band playing Chuck Berry I mean that's essentially what, yeah. what everybody's doing is just playing Motorhead were just playing Chuck Berry very loudly, loudly. Yeah, yeah that's true yeah uh, look this was enjoyable enough um I, I really enjoy this album. What I was interested by was the number of people who spontaneously popped up, not knowing we were doing this album this week. And people popped up on in my mentions saying, "Hey, this album, you should listen to this." Like Bob <laughs> from Bob Log, um, listened to the show, and also remember my craft, the, the craft beer thread on part of popped it up there. And then Clarky, the for, uh, who used to be part of um, Destruction of the Box, the A League podcast. I think he, he's still uh, he's still on the, the Melbourne Victory podcast. Um, who I have, have had a few beers with before at Beavana, um, mentioned that they, they are a tremendous live act. So, um, yeah, um, a niche band, but a, but a, a you know, 
that they seem to be making friends all around the world. Um, yeah, this, this was this. They basically build themselves as this. They're here to have a fucking fun time and play some tunes that people want to get up and dance to. And this was just just an album full of old school fucking dance party, go and have some fucking fun kind of tunes. Um, just straight bangers. This was huge fun, um, and I enjoyed the shit out of this album. It is interesting that it seems to be a lot easier to do a 60s, 70s rock throwback album than it is to do a trip-hop album. Or, uh, that's because like, you're the only person left in the world who remembers trip-hop. <laughs> oh, that's, that's probably not quite true, because there's, you know, you know, I, I think, uh, as we've said before, trip-hop is no longer made in albums, it's made in... You yeah, mixtapes. Mixtapes that yeah, get played in. Yeah, and YouTube. Like I was, I was picking up my, you know, our weekly uh, coffee grind from the, from the, the local hipster coffee place, and uh, and they were playing something that would have would have definitely been kind of ambient hip hop kind of background noise music. Um, it exists. It's probably a huge Spotify playlist somewhere. It just doesn't have Beth Gibbons on it. Yeah, and it's a little bit like uh, again to to go back to the movie thing, like. People talk a lot, a lot of the time about Netflix making sort of a mid-tier movie really cheaply, but because they make it really cheaply, it just it like it almost looks like network television. It almost looks like made for TV kind of shit. I mean, this is this is what happens to made made for TV. You know, the midday movie on Channel Seven. You know, back when we were kids. Yeah, um, this is what it is now. It's just a, some sort of mass-produced Netflix shit. Yeah, and, and that's what a lot of the sort of. YouTube, SoundCloud, hip hop, uh, trip hop is it's it's you know it's homeopathic hip hop. Well, well, speaking of, of mass produced shit, that brings us to to your friend of mine, Kenneth Charles Bloom the Third, aka Kenny Beats, <laughs> a um, a white EDM producer turned hip hop producer. Um, EDM I mean, being the widest imaginable genre, and it absolutely shows that this is a, a white guy new to the genre, sort of paddling in the shallowest end of hip hop production. See this, this. This is where is you tell me it's it, your album of the year. No, no, this is not good, right? <laughs> no, but, well, but brought- I, I feel like I'm, that's the sentiment I'm getting to. It's just sort of insipid, easy listening shit with, with your sort of a predominantly trap. Um, this is where you cue the Admiral Akbar meme. Akbar. <laughs> um, the other thing is that he's worked with. These are the people he's worked with: Vince Staples, Denzel Curry, Slow Tie. Idols, idols, idols are like like the and, and people are going to get upset with me about this. Idols are like like the shit Sleaford mods. They're kind of this angry fucking jump up and down ranting about the state of Britain kind of band. I don't understand how he produced idols. It doesn't make any fucking sense, but apparently he did. See, this brought back a nostalgia for me. And again, not because I think this is any good, but just because of the type of what he was trying to do of a lot of hip-hop producers in Australia's side projects back in the day so like Two Dogs used to do this sort of messing around cut and paste uh, sort of pastiche stuff that was not really didn't have any point it was yep. just a whole bunch of shit that they put together uh, especially early Two Dog stuff and Catalyst did a little bit of this, this as well and um like even early uh, avalanches did a bit of this sort of stuff. 
Well, they never stop doing it. That's kind of what yeah, they built like, the career well, on. The, the avalanches in this is probably a good a good thing. Like the, the two dog stuff was at least a little bit more interesting. This is yeah. this is like the boring version of that. Um, yeah, but th- I mean, this this is a little bit like that Kalen Ellis album. It feels like just a show bag of samples looking for a place to go and be somewhere else. So go and be something. Yeah, it's it's kind of. I mean, it's mostly you know it's mostly harmless to steal a line from Douglas Adams. Um, you know, Drop 10 has a kind of a Jackson 5 feel to it. Really, really is a decent enough track. Um, but it's kind of, it's kind of just doesn't, it doesn't really have a point and it just doesn't really have a, a vibe to it. It doesn't really have a, doesn't, nothing sort of sticks with you. And as I say, nothing says gritty underground hip hop like a white 30 something, the third from Connecticut called Kenneth. Uh, uh. uh dear. Uh, What's the fucking frequency? Yeah. Anyway, shall we move on to next week? What have you got, Doc? I've got well, a pretty. Should we move on to idea. next week or the week after next or whatever the fuck? Whatever the. the, the yeah, whatever, whatever it is. Let's travel through time to the future where we will be listening to another album. Because I'll give, I'll give you first pick because I'm pretty sure you're going to pick this. But if you're not going to pick it, I think I'll pick it. So. Right. Well, in that case, I'll pick that. Something else. Um. What is my list telling me to pick? My list is telling me to pick an album by a band called Cyclona. Oh, okay, man. list. Good on you. Uh, so Cyclona, psych as in psych, psychedelic, I suppose. Cyclona. But I think from memory, they're much more of a stoner rock kind of band. Um, so uh, that's that's the next one on my list of bands to listen to. I'm sure they're tremendous. Um I've just remembered another another album I need to write down, but I can't remember what the name of it was. So I'm, I'm doing excellent. I'm doing admin. It's fantastic. Um, <laughs> it's what we do best on this podcast. Yes, we do. <laughs> Live admin <laughs> and re- reading admin other people's bios. Yes. Uh, so Cyclone's <laughs> album, uh, which has a lovely colourful cover, um, is is my album of the, of the week or the fortnight or the month, depending how long it takes us to get another fucking recording done. Well- Shall we give the Beth's album a spin? I mean, sure, if we want to hear what another fucking Beth's album. I've got a feeling well, it'll sound like the Beth's. My enthusiasm for okay. the Beth's has kind of drifted over the years just because they're, you know, I, 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 I like the concept of the Beth's, but I find most half of the, half the album is generally not particularly interesting. Uh, but we will listen to it and we will give it every opportunity to succeed um, and that'll be that'll be good. See if they can do like a a prodigy, but uh, but earlier oh, yeah. in their career. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll be right. Yeah, they're, they're going to come out sounding like fucking yes, sounding like Ramstein. No, um, the, the good Beths are uh, like the the one or two bangers that they always do on their albums. A little bit like Courtney Barnett. Um, the one or two bangers they do are are often in the best songs that you'll hear all year, and. The rest of it might be a bit twee, but we'll see how it turns out. Look, I was just g- but going I'm, I'm through. Not, I'm now not allowed to set foot in the North Island. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Which well, is fine because I have a dog and I have no way of getting into the North Island. Uh, what have you got for a joker? Um. All right. Um, King Stenray. Okay. A, um, sure. a rockabilly band from Arnhem Land. Which sounds like a it sounds like a line, but um, yeah. So um, 
yeah, I, I haven't heard them, but I've seen them. You know, like I heard, have heard word of them, and I thought that sounds sick. Actually, I think I might have heard one of their tracks before on um, on release radar or something. And I thought that sounds cool. That sounds like a, a cool idea, as well as, um, as well as, uh, good to listen to. So. King Stingray. Uh, I think the, most of the members are from the Arnold, and there are a couple of, of, uh, ring-ins who are from, who are, uh, lighter in hue in their skin tone. Um, and they are not from Arnhem Land, not from Newland Boy or anywhere up there. So that is what we're doing. We've got a, a we've got a, a, a psychedelic stoner band, a, um, a sort of a rockabilly blues band. From the top of the uh, Northern Territory, and we have uh, Kiwi Pop from a country that well, has a long history of doing pop quite well. Good on New Zealand. R- rockabilly blues and Northern Territory should go well together. You would think. Actually, but- rockabilly isn't quite right. It's more surf rock. You know, it's more that kind of you know steel guitar played frantically kind of stuff. But um, rock, rock interesting- and surf don't necessarily go well together. But well, I don't know what the surf's like on um, Adam Land. I would have thought you know. You're not going to get a lot of swell with fucking sh- sharky. You know, or sharky, I've been told. Well, I was th- I was thinking more that you know you've got you've got um, got Papua New Guinea just parked right there as a reef, which is going to stop them. <laughs> it's going to make it a little bit difficult to, to to get some swell in. But yeah, dog edit shed. Uh, Bezos obliged to leave the state for a couple of weeks uh, to avoid some unpleasantness. So, in his stead, we will have special guest host, the godfather of grime and the world's worst basketball tipster, Adam H. Photo, on the show. And uh, he has picked as his new album of the week the new one from Ozzy Osbourne, uh, Patient Number 9. And I have picked an album from UK heavy rock metal kind of act, Puppy. Uh, you may recall we did their album in 2019, and it was pretty decent. So uh, that's what we're doing next week. And then uh, in two weeks' time, assuming Bezo is allowed back in the state for not supporting the Broncos nearly enough as he should, uh, we'll talk about them albums, what we just talked about them. Back to what's left of the program. Oh, dear. All right, Doc. Lovely to talk to you. And, and it's I'll, lovely to be talked to. I will like... Uh catch you when I catch you. I can't even yeah. say I'll catch you next week. We, yeah, we, we, we may have a, uh, a guest host next week. It depends whether I can be asked. <laughs> the Balls podcast story. Magic 8 Balls says signs point to no. See you, Doc. Cheers, man.